Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode... 26 miles is hugely overwhelming, especially if it's your first marathon. Whereas with the Crossroad Countdown, you are never thinking about more than five miles at any one point. Because at that point, you're turning around and you're coming back. And then each time you run a different direction, the mileage is coming down. Running with Jake, the podcast. Because every runner needs the occasional plot. And here's your host, Jake Lowe. This is the big one, the moment we've all been waiting for. Every single one of us... It is Running With Jake, the podcast, your virtual London Marathon special. I feel like we need special music for this. We need a special announcement. I'm, I'm literally goosebumps all weekend. Goosebumps all weekend, and I'm not even doing it. I'm not even flipping doing it. Just with this music, all of a sudden, I want a cup of tea. I think maybe Earl Grey. I may go Earl Grey. It's a very British thing, the London Marathon. A very British thing. Honestly, it gives me goosebumps. There's so many people that are going to be taking to the virtual streets of London in 2020 that have never ran it before. This is Mm. their first time. So they're very nervous. They're very nervous about the experience running 26 miles. Are they able to do it? What's going to go wrong? Are they going to be okay? Are they going to fuel themselves well? Mm -hmm. All these different things. I've only ran 18 miles in training. Oh my gosh, what happens when I get to 19? But I'm so excited for everybody. It's a very, very special occasion, this. I'm I'm really excited. As a a non-running guy, I've never, obviously... Well, I tell a lie. I think I did... I used to watch the London Marathon when I was dead young because, you know, TV was like a new thing to me. So I'd sit there watching telly uh, on one of the three channels which we used to have back in the day. And uh, and and every year, well, I say every year, like between the ages of six and eight, I'd always watch the London Marathon and go, yeah, yeah, when I'm big, I'm going to do that because that looks really cool, that does. But then, obviously, as I got older, I just realised that I was physically... Uh, wasn't able... Well, I was able to do it. I'd be able to do it. But, you know, just the idea of pain and discomfort <laughs> I'm going, no, there's no way. That's, it outbalances the positives as far as I can see. Look, ne- never say never. Well, do you know, when I'm thinking about it, as, if I put myself in my six-year-old um, sort of eyes, uh, the six-year-old kid right now, if he could talk to... You know how they write a book, like like some people write a letter to themselves, to their 18-year-old self? Well, if my six-year-old self could write a letter <laughs> to my 46-year-old self, he'd say... Mate, you're an old man and you're really disappointing. Where did that go wrong? What a letdown. Look, where, it's did not, the, where did it's the aspirations not, go? It's not over yet. It is not over yet. All you've got to do is take to social media this coming Sunday and honestly, it, you will... Everybody will be talking about the London Marathon, this unique experience of doing it virtually, and it could fire you up. It's not over yet, Pete. You've still got the opportunity. To be honest, mate, I'm washing the car this Sunday, so I ain't really got time for that. Anyway, have you done it? Have you done the London one? Yeah, yeah I've done London. You know, I'm sure I've told you about this before, over a beer. I've done London. I think I've done it five five times. London was my first one. You did mention it, actually. You've mentioned that on a podcast a few times, thinking about it. Which was the one that you, uh, that you ballsed up? <laughs> 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 well, I've, to be fair, I've, I've, I've ballsed up more than one of them, but I, I think you might be referring to Manchester. Cause that yeah, was, where you were on the bus. Yeah, the I was end. on the bus in Manchester. Yeah, they <laughs> have a right. special bus that uh, did not finish. It's, uh, yeah, Ooh, I sort of disqualified yeah, and... Yeah, well, I wasn't disqualified. I wasn't disqualified. I just, mm. I just didn't finish. But anyway, fingers crossed. Nobody ends up on the um, virtual. Didn't do not finish. Uh, cannot finish. Bus. Sorry, do, <laughs> did not finish. <laughs> not cannot finish. That's really defeatist. <laughs> <laughs> 
you get on the bus before you even started. I love yeah. it. Yeah, if only there was a virtual bus that could give you a free lift home. That'd be great. So if you're not feeling motivated enough already by the podcast, this is your virtual London Marathon special. We've got some great guests lined up for you today. Let's get going. Running with Jake, the podcast. Your weekly dose of running motivation. Out every Wednesday. Never miss an episode by subscribing now. We've got Susan on from Virtual Runner UK. How are you doing today? I'm great. Yes, can't, well, I can't complain. Good. You shouldn't complain. I mean, you know, we're very honest on the show. If you wanted to complain, you could. We'll listen. We'll listen. <laughs> we're okay with that. This is your <laughs> weekly dose of running motivation. We'll get you feeling better, girl, I'm telling you. We could probably do with the complaints department, to be fair, because of some of the things that we've mm. said in the in the past on past shows. So I think... Uh, and then you can escalate it to the other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, So we need some... We need two yeah. We need two extra members of the team, the complaints department and the escalation department. Do I really like this. Add that to your list of notes, I'll, I'll, We, look, we should, I'll look, write we should look into this for sure. I'll write it down. Now, listen, th- there's loads of stuff I want to chat to you about Susan but before we start I think we just need to make something a little bit clear here for people listening to the show we could get some interruptions we're professional here it's a professional (laughs) podcast but you could have some friends joining you vocally at any point Susan is this right what's going on there where you are I see we've got you on zoom at the moment where are you what's going on um, so I'm sat in the virtual runner office, um, but the virtual runner office is in my home. So like most people at the moment, I am working from home. Um, but like you alluded to, I have three friends that, that sit and join me quite regularly in the office. They don't tend to talk to me, but they do bark. Ah. Um, one of them in particular even uh, barks if you, if you actually say, do you want to go for a run? He barks, but he's... He's locked away in a different room at the moment. It'll just be if a postman comes to the door or something. But like you said, ticking time bomb is almost guaranteed. So one of the three of them are bound to say hello at some point. Hey, we just fly by the seat of our pants yeah. most weeks on this show. What? So let's let's just see what happens. Do you know what we could do with it is instead of having a swear box on the show, we could have a bark box. How about that? So if at any a point one of your dogs barks, Susan, you've got to put a pound in a jar and send it to us. I think that's how it works. Deal. Oh, Jake's I, I've got a giant... Um, oh, I've got there a, we a go. Giant, there we look go. at this. <laughs> this is a massive Coca-Cola bottle. This is probably... Well, it's almost as tall as me. There's not a lot of money in that. But that's going to be the Bark Box. We've got that. Or I'll run a mile for every time one of them barks. That's a Could better do that. idea. Do that, that. Well. Right, Susan's got all chips in. by the end of half an hour. <laughs> 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 now, look, talking of marathons... We have a very special event coming up very, very soon, which is, which is of course, the virtual edition of the London Marathon. There's lots of virtual races around. You've been doing this for a long time now. Did somebody tip you off? Come on, a few years ago, did somebody say to you, look, you know, you need to get ready for 2020. There's going to be a lot of people running virtual <laughs> events. How, how does it work with virtual runner? Because you've been in this a long time and I see all your fancy medals and the bling. People love the bling. They do. They sell all about the bling. So, yeah, um, I've been doing this for seven years now. Um, I came up with the idea, so I I can confidently say that it was the first in the UK. Um, And I basically came up with the idea because I was running the London Marathon myself, um, needed some motivation. And at the time, so seven years ago in running, it it was a little bit different. There wasn't quite as many races around. Couldn't find one near my hometown. Couldn't find one within 50 miles that was going to motivate me to carry on with my training. Um, so I went onto an online forum and just said, hey, look, let's go and do our training, but let's do it together virtually and I'll supply everybody with some rewards. And that's almost where the idea came. Um, people then gave me some money to put towards the rewards and then any profit that was left after that, I donated to my London Marathon fundraising. So that was the first month and we had about 350 people join me. 
um, and kind of from there I was like, oh, I might have something here. Um, and seven, fast forward to seven years later, we've raised uh, £600,000 for charity, lots of different charities, sent thousands of medals worldwide, uh, regularly to kind of Australia, America, um, Bahrain. We seem to send quite a lot to Bahrain. So who who knew that there's lots of virtual runners out in Bahrain? Um, but you're right, 2020 has been a bit different for us because obviously there's no other events. So what was already a busy little business for me um, and, like I said, sending medals all over the world is just grown... Um, well, it's been huge this year in a good way. Wow, wow. wow! It's incredible, isn't it, how many people get involved and really embrace this? I mean, even... In, in the first time that you did this to have as you know, hundreds of people do it uh, in the first instance is, is pretty incredible it shows that people are quite into this and I guess is it is convenience a big factor I mean and we know we talk about the medals and I see from your social media you really pride yourself on having some really great medals and people do love it don't they you know quite a lot of people uh, convenience but they might not be quite ready for a, a live or real what I'll say real race but this is real as well um, they just might not be ready to interact with the crowds they might not be com- they might think well they might be worried about coming last they might think uh, we get quite a lot of messages people think they're too fat to run which is utter rubbish because you've seen all shapes and sizes at running events however they maybe just not got the confidence um they might have childcare issues or health issues that stop them getting to a certain place at a certain time so the beauty of virtual racing is you can do it anywhere anytime you can make your front doorstep your um start line you can do it on a treadmill you can head to your local gym your local park um and I guess, so convenience is a big thing, but I think confidence is another. I've only just started running recently, just just since lockdown, and not in a big way at all, just like doing a few a few miles every few days. Um, but I think, uh, I, I think that's a really good point that you make there. I can really understand uh, that people who aren't body confident and they don't have, they don't, they don't feel like they have the right, almost, to be wearing uh, sports clothes, which is how I felt when I first started this. You know, I'd be running along, you'd be running past people they'd be washing their cars and you'd be thinking oh god you know don't look at me but I, you, then you realize that no one's looking at you anyway because it's too busy watching nobody, nobody cares. cares absolutely yeah, yeah. it no, does take absolutely. time to, to to make that mental switch though for people i find you know the more people i speak to and and, and you must see this as well susan what you do that confidence is a big thing and it's not an easy hurdle to overcome an obstacle to break down it does take time for some people some people will just turn to something new and they'll take it in their stride and they'll just go with it and they won't care but i sense that that individual those people are kind of in the minority and i think the whole confidence thing is is a huge barrier for people i really believe this a huge barrier that stops people taking action that stops people from getting into running there's probably a lot of people that are not listening to this show now that would actually really love to run secretly inside but they just haven't quite got that confidence to go and run or sign up for an event and i think the virtual events are, are, are for that very reason it, it, it does bridge that gap now if we can just talk a little bit because i love having experts on the show and you are clearly that uh, with regards to the virtual events obviously there's lots of these dotted around now and talking about confidence if people are doing a i won't call it a real event because as we know it's real but a live event right with other people physical event then they have certain doubts and fears and as they get closer to the start of that race it's like oh my gosh am i trained have i trained enough Am yeah, I going to be able to do right it? Things. Is my leg yeah. going to fall off? All these random fears that people yeah. have. For people taking part in marathons that are now virtual, 
with, in your experience, what advice would you give to people? You know, because this is different now. It gives people, as you know, with what you do and your business, it gives people the opportunity to pick their own route. It gives them more control than they would ordinarily have had. Probably the same advice as for a marathon. Um, you need to train it, a train on it. You need to test it out. So uh, I, I'm actually doing the London Marathon virtual with one of my friends. So she'd got the place. And um, so for the last kind of eight weeks, we've been doing bits of the route as part of our training. Um, and we actually cycled the route, which I'd find I'd, I'd advise that just because you then know where the good, the bad and the ugly is on your because it's a long way. Um, so I'd also say don't underestimate the distance. Um, I think particularly with the marathon, um, a lot of people maybe have not put the usual training in. Um, so take it steady. Make sure you've got some support out there that could, somebody can bring you water, some food. Um, but don't add anything new uh, would be my advice. It's good advice because all you've got to do is read various forums and people are just desperate to know what's happening. And of course, everybody's got their head around it now, but they may have had some breaks in their training. So to actually factor that into their aspirations on the day, even though they are in control of the course and all those things, I think that's really important. So taking it steady is, is very important. What are you guys doing? You're running it with your friend. What are you doing about nutrition and stuff? Her husband cycles, so we're going to have him bringing... So he's going to cycle alongside us for part of the route. Um, Does he work for Deliveroo or has he just, just got a bike? Uh, no, no, well, gosh, yeah, we, he's just got a bike, but maybe oh, we right. should... That'd um, have been cool, uh, Earning some pennies as well, yeah, maybe we should... <laughs> that's the, uh, maybe that's not quite the nutrition we need, though, pizza <laughs> and burgers halfway round. What's your, what's your friend's name? Uh, Sophie, it's the first one, so doing it virtually is going to be a bit different, yeah. but I'm hoping it's going to give her the confidence. We should give her a call. We should, we should, we should give her a call <laughs> afterwards to see how it went. Love to do yes, that. Yeah, do, yeah. No, no, yeah. well, I'll be able, definitely be able to, because I'm going to be with her every step of the way. I, that's my promise to her. Um, it's her first marathon, so I'm just going to make sure that, well, I've, she she accuses me of dragging her around, but um, <laughs> <laughs> there'll be no physical dragging of Sophie around the 26.2 miles. Is she nervous? How's she feeling? She's got confidence now? It must help having um, you with her. Yeah, she's got, I think after hitting the 20 miler, a couple of, well, it was last week, she's definitely more confident. Um, I think that... Oh, I remember the feeling of doing my first marathon. I didn't sleep the night before because you still you have 20 miles and even the difference. You've got another 10k to do. Having the confidence to do that is is still so. Yeah, she's still nervous, um, but I have I've got every confidence in her. She's worked really hard with the training, so I. I know that she will do it. There's a medal and a T-shirt at the end, after all. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you on the show, uh, Susan. Keep up the great work. This is clearly your year. I mean, all years are your year because of, of what you're doing and, the, and what you've set up. It's obviously a very, very powerful community that you've created. I wish Sophie all the luck in the world. I hope she absolutely smashes the London Virtual London Marathon. She gets what she wants. On the show today, actually, we're speaking to one of my runners who's also taking part in the Virtual London Marathon. So she's got that whole nervousness going on and excitement yeah. and all those emotions we've all had. So I can't wait to catch up with her. But um, if people want to catch up with you and see what you are up to and get involved in the Virtual Runner, where can they connect with you? So Facebook Virtual Race Runners. Um, or type in Virtual Runner UK and our website. Um, so we have websites and we have an Apple and Android app um, and it's www.virtualrunneruk.com. And there's no money gone in the box. I'm going to put the bark box away. You don't actually have to do any miles today, Susan. <laughs> but I want oh. to, so I'll get some in. <laughs> Good stuff. This is your weekly dose of running motivation. Get those shoes on, girl. Get out there. For the show notes and video content, go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast and follow us on social media.
This is the Virtual London Marathon podcast special episode. And right now we're speaking to one of my runners who I coach who is getting ready to tackle the London Marathon herself. It's her first marathon. She's equally excited and nervous about the whole thing. And she's had one or two scares as well. Vanessa, what's going on? Because you went over on your your ankle, didn't you? It was just a bit rutted and I just went over on it slightly. I'm fine. Oh, gosh, don't do that. (laughs) No, I'm not doing that again. You should Um, know by now I'm like an overprotective parent. (laughs) Gosh. No, it's all good. Could you imagine? It'd just be a nightmare, wouldn't oh, it? We're not going to let this stop you. After no, your epic 20-mile run, I, I hope you realise what you achieved there. I mean, we, we've obviously spoken a lot this year, and uh, having suffered the injury and setback, although London was obviously moved anyway, so you wouldn't you wouldn't have been able to, to actually take part in the event as such, but you, uh, you, know, you, you didn't run 20 miles, and now you have. I was really chuffed. I was really chuffed. I mean, I was... It's funny, isn't it? Your mindset is so is so incredibly powerful because, you know, I was looking at my watch waiting for 20 miles to finish. And then the other day I did six miles and I had the same kind of like, oh, when's it going to be six miles finished? You know, it's, you know that you, you, you've gone out with a certain expectation and somehow it, it can vary a lot, even if, the, 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 you know, the distance can vary a lot. And yet there's your same mindset coming up to the approaching the end of it. It is mindset because you, when somebody says to me, I don't understand. By, you know, I'm doing a five-mile run and I get to four miles and I'm waiting for it to, re- to end. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. go out and do 60 miles. Yes, but at 15 yeah. miles, you're probably waiting for it to end. So y- you yeah, go exactly. out with that in your mind. You know, it's the classic one. People come back from, let's use, use your goal as an example, come back from a 20-mile run and think, man, I don't know how I could run 26. I couldn't have run 26 today. But mm. that was never on mm. the cards. That was never the plan. Mm. The plan was not yeah, to exactly. run 26. So yeah. you're in really great shape, doing really well. Obviously, we've not got long now. You should be getting excited. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling and where are you? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm feeling good. I think one of the things that's really helped in my long runs is um, that a friend has been kind of joining me, um, you know, sort of later in the run. Um, so where she conveniently quite lives on a road that's quite easy to to put into my route and um, so that's been really good because she's a chatter we work together we get on very well and she can just talk to me and sort of distract me a bit and it just feels like I'm, I'm on a normal run so if you like that 20 mile run she kind of joined me at mile 13 or something ran six miles with me and that kind of just breaks it up a bit love it so, so what I'm actually doing for the mar- for the actual marathon is, I think I might have told you this, is I'm splitting it into five-mile chunks in my head. You did. And, uh, yeah, and every five-mile I've got somebody dis- different running with me. I mean, you can't so, do that, can you? If you, you know, this is the flip side of doing it virtually. Yeah. We know, obviously, yeah. it, it, it's a shame we can't, everybody can't do it for, for real. But yeah. y- you're able to really engineer yeah. how you do this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's really good. And I think that'll help me just kind of just think, oh, just this five miles. And just, so I'm actually going to do the first five on my own because I don't want any big pomp and ceremony when I go out the door. I just want, you know, I just don't want to, I just want to almost pretend I'm on, like on a normal Sunday run in my head. And then somebody's joining me the first five and such, such and such. Actually working out the route's been really hard. That's kind of like the flip the downside of having to do it yourself because I actually live in quite a hilly area. Sure. And I'm in the Chess Valley. So actually you commented on the elevation. That's the route I'm going to be doing. That is like the lowest elevation I could find that isn't running round and round a lake all the time. You know, like, like that guy that you did the podcast with who ran around the race course. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 24 hours. So you're not doing that is what you're saying. You're I'm not, not going to... doing that. No. <laughs> Good. Wise move. Wise yeah. move. 
um so that that's been quite a challenge but i'm there now i know what i'm doing i've run each section of it i've worked out the niggles of it that's taken quite a lot of sunday runs to do that but i've i'm there so i'm feeling quite confident that i know where i'm going and i'm fine-tuned it because you might map it out on garmin and when you actually run it it's not always exactly the same and that kind of thing so that's that's good so i feel confident with that I, I still by mile 20 i was getting hungry so i'm a little bit concerned about the food elements because i've seem to struggle to actually eat but maybe I don't need to be because I've got people you know my husband will be at the five mile transitions if you like so if it, it, when I eat I get I don't want to eat anything, anything much but maybe a little a bite of banana or something but I was getting hungry by mile 20 and I was thinking another six miles and I'm feeling a bit hungry now that's probably not great can I yeah. just throw you some things on those couple of yeah. points that you, you've made there yeah. regarding nutrition and um, before that, the actual route itself. So are you running the route that you did for your 20 miler, the one that is a little bit lumpy, but probably as good as you're going to get? Yes. Okay, cool. With, a, with an extra six before it. Okay. So I started that at mile six. Okay, great. Let me give you a bit of confidence here. So um, that was a, an incredible run, an incredible run. I don't know if you've just taken a moment to look at your heart rate but rather well, than after you mentioned it i hadn't before then i didn't really yeah i messaged you that. didn't i rather than worrying yeah. about the numbers in terms of what the heart rate is if you look at that graph that shows how uh, you put down your effort does that make sense that shows how you yeah. ran it that you set off yeah. cautiously i don't even need to look at your minutes per mile for each mile i'm just looking at your heart rate because that tells us how hard you're working and even right. though you can see where the heart rate graph is overlaid the on the the elevation you can see how lumpy it gets how hilly but actually your heart rate is so progressive so you manage to run that very well and control your effort and i say this to a lot of people it doesn't really matter how hilly the course is obviously it's a factor but you're in control of how hard you work so try not to choose hills that are obviously almost unrunnable uh, but actually just make sure you really back off and let the hill beat you let it slow you down because otherwise right. what you'll be doing is wasting a lot of energy that you're going to need later when you need to tackle the you know the extra six miles as it was so just and, you, and the other thing to add to that is you've actually done that 20 mile route and you've done it well so that should give you a, a great deal of confidence and in fact that that part that i ran is the hillier bit the first six is a bit more gentle so sure. that's encouraging yeah it's the first time you're doing this obviously and it's quite interesting because actually many people prefer a slightly undulating course okay maybe not super hilly but actually a lot of people do like a change in elevation over the course yeah. of a marathon because it's if it's pancake flat it's almost relentless you, you sort of yeah you just go does that make sense whereas if you've yeah. got some hills it changes something i can't classify it officially as rest but it almost is in some respects because it just and it's a little bit mental as well as physical but it's just a change in something it takes yeah. your mind elsewhere it's something to overcome okay here's a bit of a hill i'm going to change slightly how i run which you naturally will when you're running up a hill uh, and it just gives certain muscle groups a rest in certain ways and then obviously right. you can kind of freewheel when you get to the top of you know the peak of the hill uh, yeah. and kind of just freewheel down so that's no bad thing actually let's get into the nutritional Food. stuff because you've yeah. mentioned obviously that this, this is a factor you're absolutely right uh, as you are probably now realizing running a marathon is more than half the effort of running a half marathon does that make sense you, yeah because yeah. and one of the biggest yeah it is and also one of the biggest reasons i i say that is because nutrition really matters 
Now, mm. for most people, when they're doing a half marathon, a lot of ex- experts will say you can kind of store enough carbohydrates and energy to last you for 90 minutes of like a maximum effort. So if somebody's like a yeah. two-hour half marathon runner, for example, they, they will probably need to take on a little bit of, of, of fuel to get them through mm. that, that two hours. When you're looking at a marathon, I mean, that's significant. You know, that's, mm. that's a big deal. So all of a sudden, you know, nutrition plays a much bigger part. And there's a few things here that I want to remind you of you need to get the nutrition inside you before you actually need it so a bit yeah. like when you took a gel i saw from your uh, notes on your session you took a, an energy gel an energy gel at mile six where well, you probably didn't absolutely need it at all costs no, you probably no. could have ran a bit further but you need to get it inside you ready for the later miles yeah. so that's that's yeah. really significant because your body at mile 22 will not function as well as it did at mile six so if you yeah. kind of wait get to mile 22 and think oh, i'm hungry I'll, I'll have a banana malt loaf gel whatever you're almost missing that window of opportunity yeah. is too late so sure. getting it in early is important now of course testing this in training is fundamental because you not you, you're leaving less to chance on the day as yeah. we've said this is a virtual event so it does give you a lot more control than you would ordinarily have if it was a proper organized live event okay so mm-hmm. that's a good thing but i would perhaps think about taking energy a little bit sooner or more frequently so you took a gel at six and a gel at 12 and by 20 you're thinking man i'm flagging here a bit and how long did it take you to do six miles about an hour wasn't it there in about an hour yeah Yeah. cool so at about an hour you're having a gel and then let's say you're even pacing this and you ran it really well you're having another gel at like two hours um i would certainly think about bringing that in a little bit so shortening that time frame now don't go crazy because obviously that was your last long run you're you're not going to uh, you haven't got a lot of time to test lots of new things and i wouldn't go too far the other way because you could end up with stomach upset and all all manner of things if you if you think right i'm gonna you know gorge on these gels now yeah but i would perhaps go something like five miles you know at your pace well, that, that's 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 10 minutes isn't it so 10 minutes earlier yeah that kind of works with my transitions bit as well because and you could literally be there and pass me it with the top ripped off you know so i'm not fiddling around trying yeah. to get the top of it off yeah yeah i think i think that would work well that's good be mindful also of duration so all things being equal Vanessa, you're feeling as you did for the 20 mile race and and in theory you're going to feel better because that 20 mile um run was a was training for the the 26 miles so you're going to get fitness benefits from it and you're going to be fully tapered and recovered and all those things but just be mindful of how quickly you're running because if for example you're running um much slower for whatever reason then all of a sudden if you're having a gel at five miles and you're running slower than you were you're extending Mm. the time before you actually consume the gel so just keep your eye on the sort of pace you're doing but around five miles sounds like a safe option for you based on what you've done yeah i don't you know i don't seem to have the stomach for you know i have to kind of absorb it quite slowly so i you know i don't just shove it back i kind of having to take it on board a little bit slowly the gel so um so a couple of couple of things i i there's a lot of research that suggests that actually taking the carbohydrate on board more slowly more gradually is better than just kind of necking it as it were and it's awkward when you're running i mean we know it's slightly different as it's as it's a virtual event but still you know you've got aspirations and you you want to treat it you know with respect and everything do it properly so i would just run with the gel and actually just take it bit by bit i would run with it a little bit you know that that's absolutely fine i think it actually improves the absorption rate of the carbohydrates as well there's some suggestion of that like in the early days of me doing marathons i didn't do that vanessa i'd just be like right quick get the top off get it down me i can't slow down all that whereas now Mm. i'm a lot more kind of 
almost mm. relaxed about it and I, I don't try and panic and rush the whole thing. Um, yeah. So I think that's a very wise um, a very wise thing to do. And one other thing I want to add on nutrition is because you are lucky enough to have some support, pit crew, Vanessa's pit crew, I would yeah. um, have some options in terms of nutrition. And yeah. I'll tell you why I say this. If you've not done a marathon before, you're not going to know. You, you, you get to 21 miles and you go, this is uncharted territory, right? So you, yeah. you're always going to have that. So... I would definitely have some other little options that just it's just yeah. available for you. Because if you get to mile 20, let's say, or 18, and you're due to have a gel, don't just have your husband stood there with a the gel going, well, this is what the plan was. Have yeah, maybe yeah. a couple of different flavours, maybe some malt yeah. life, because, or maybe, a, maybe a sports drink, because your body might suddenly say, uh-uh, Vanessa, you need... Can't, can't, can't yeah. that those, and, yeah. and you might have a craving for something else. So have, have, yeah. a, have a selection, is my yeah, good advice. Idea. Yeah, good idea. I think that's it, isn't it? Oh, ah. da, 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 da. There's one thing we need to talk about. What's that? There's, and obviously we'll have a chat was, before the day. There's oh, one I thing we need to talk there, about. There was one other thing, actually, just go on, on food, sorry. So I've been, I tend to wake up at four or five in the morning anyway and go back to sleep. So I've been having like my normal breakfast, which is like overnight oat sort of type thing, by my bed. Now I think I will set the alarm because I was waking up worrying that I wouldn't wake up. Do you know what I mean? You know, like when you go on holiday, you oh, worry yeah. the alarm, so I'm going to go. <laughs> So I was waking up like every hour kind of thing. But, so I think I set the alarm. And I, I find if I have that about five o'clock in the morning, because I'm planning to run about 7.30, then I'm kind of okay. If I eat too close, I start, you know, I just feel like I can't eat too close to actually running. Does that sound too far a window or does that sound all right? So you're never going to ace your first marathon. Never. Okay. It might be your only marathon. It might not be. So... I would have a relatively relaxed approach. I would say this to anybody running for the first time. It does take many marathons to kind of adjust things, tweak things, or oh, I'll do that differently next time. It's, it's, it's human nature. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't change anything drastically. You want to yeah. make smart decisions. Don't change anything random at this yeah. stage. Okay. If that works yeah. for you, Vanessa, I would yeah. go with it. And yeah. on the subject of sleep, when do you think the most important night is for sleep before a marathon? Oh, well, you would think the night before, but guessing that from you saying that, probably a couple of nights before. Yeah, Friday is typically when people say um, that's the most important night for sleep. And I, I completely right. buy into that. That that sits well with me. I get that. I rarely sleep very well the night before a marathon. But if you think about it, it's like you've got a busy, a busy day at work, right? You go to sleep on a Tuesday. You don't really sleep very well. It's terrible. Wednesday, yeah. you feel a bit groggy, but by the time you're up, you've had a coffee, you've woke up, you're okay for the day, aren't you? It's yeah, then yeah, if you yeah. have another bad night's of sleep and it's that kind of compound mm. effect. Yeah. So if you okay. focus on the Friday night, no screen time or really minimise screen time, try and really treat that day with, with uh, respect. Um, mm. I think you'll be a lot better on, on the Sunday. I mean, you haven't got the mm -hmm. whole walking around um, the expo the day before, which is what no. you would ordinarily have to do. You know, you want to try and stay off your feet on the Saturday. But, but yeah. focus on Friday as a good night of sleep and then don't put too much pressure on sleeping well on Saturday because you might not, and if you don't, you'll be okay. I'm pretty good at no sleep. <laughs> quite a lot of experience <laughs> I mean I'm always saying look you've got to test it in training but you've taken that to the next level now okay <laughs> so um, let's talk about aspirations for, for the day finally uh, Vanessa okay. what are you do you have aspirations now in terms of time in terms of pace do you just want to get through it I'm asking you this because when when I talk to people from the outset they have one idea in mind when they're first starting uh, uh, working mm. towards a goal and then things can change based on feelings mm. training etc so how do you feel so, okay, 
truly my first my first thing is to get to the start line because I know that I you know I still could trip over or something could happen so you know I don't want to be overly stupidly protective but at the same time I want to be sensible and get just get to the start line good if if I did it in 10 minute miles like I did the 20 I'd be elated I would be really really happy with that um and I kind of you know that would be that would be a great result so I suppose that's where I am but kind of anywhere in between is good as well okay cool so um I think it's definitely worth having a little think between now and then and we've got a little bit of time and I would have three targets in your mind and these can be finish times which is what most people will choose as a target or you can you can target pace which will obviously have a direct impact on the finish time I would have a dream time Vanessa and for you that might be 10 minutes per mile which is what you said I'd be elated mm. well I class mm. elation as a, as a dream and uh, you know if the yeah. running gods are shining down on you on the day and everything's amazing there's a following wind you're yeah. feeling awesome no problem with gels then that's probably your dream time it's yeah. almost unrealistic does that make sense it's not yeah. unrealistic but everything's got to fall into place Yeah. the yeah. second time is your real time it's the time that you're really sort of going for based on training it's perhaps a you know a bit more realistic based on how mm-hmm. you're feeling based on weather conditions as well taking all those variables into account that's your your real time your second time and your third and final time is your fair time if you're just feeding pants on sunday if it's terrible headwind awful weather you didn't sleep on thursday friday or saturday this is the time that you will allow yourself to achieve without beating yourself up and classing it as a as a as a failure so you've got three times that and what that does it gives you a number of options because if you're targeting your dream time you're feeling really good and then get to mile eight you're thinking this is tough going i'm not sure about this or all of a sudden the sun's come up and it's beating down on you you can shift to your real time it gives you somewhere else to go and what that does is it it gives you motivation to keep going and and it enables you to give consistency of effort does that make some sense to you yeah, no, that sounds sensible. Awesome. Yep. So that's your homework between now and the day. Dream time, real time and fair time. I think you're going to smash it. I have absolutely no doubt. And I just want you to know, I'm going to be thinking about you while I'm sat there on a Sunday morning with a coffee and a bagel. <laughs> There's one other thing. Go. I, I can't even remember what trainers I wore last Sunday, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I need a new pair of trainers and I'm thinking I've left it a bit late because the my on clouds I find a bit hard on my sole and my feet ache quite a lot when after I've worn them my brooks are the most comfortable but they're the ones that have kind of sort of you know are worn out um so I tried my husband had a quick look the other day to try and get another pair of brooks exactly the same but of course nobody seems to stop them anymore they've you know they've got a new one out now mine are 12s and I think there's a 13 out now but I don't want to sort of I don't, that's anything I could get myself in a bit of a flap about what's the mileage on your your shoes the, the comfortable ones um, probably about four hundred. Okay, so you're there or thereabouts, aren't you? Ready for ready for a change? Yeah. What did you do? Your twenty in? Sorry, I can't remember. How can I not remember? <laughs> it's not very good. Do you do you select on your um? No, because I've just changed that defaulting to on to the ons. Oh rubbish! Come on, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I can see here you've done four hundred and thirty miles in the on cloud surfer, which you probably haven't. If you've set yeah, them to no, default. I probably. I probably haven't, but I haven't. No, I probably haven't. Yeah. Because um, I have worn my books a little bit because I was finding them a bit hard. I have done quite a lot on them. It has been majority of them. Okay. Which books are they, Vanessa? Ghost Twelve. Okay. Um, and you can't find them anywhere. 
Well, there's this, there, I, there's one shop that he looked online. There's one shop that I. Um, what size are you? Seven and a half. Um, there's one shop that yeah. I bought on, that I bought them from locally that I haven't actually rung yet, but they may have them. I can give them a call now just because they might have them in stock. You know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, leave it with me. Let me see what I can do for you. I'll have a little nose. I'm I'm, I'm like trainer king. Trust me. If, if anybody's <laughs> going to find them, it will be, it'll be me. Okay. I can guarantee okay, that. Thank you. Um, thank but you. In, in the event that w- we can't, are you not confident running? Uh, I, no, I'll be all right. I can get my head around just to over it, to get over it. You know, I can... Are you going to Vaseline your toes? Oh, I don't know about that. What's mm, that? I would. Well, it just prevents blisters and things. I mean, you can use like a, a chafe stick or something like that. Uh, I do I've it for most of my stuff, runs. Yeah. I just just petroleum jelly, you know, Vaseline, just lather it on the toes. It's fine, honestly. You don't even know you've got it on. I don't but... seem to get. I don't seem to get blisters. No, but I mean... you've not run twenty six miles. True. Okay. On, on, true. Honest. I mean, I would honestly on the day I of the race. Black toenail. <laughs> there you go. You're a proper runner now. If <laughs> I was thinking, that's what I thought. I thought that's the sign, isn't it? That's it. That's it. How do you know if you're a proper runner? I've got a black, black toenail. toenail. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, I just Vaseline everywhere. I go for it. I literally, okay. if I'm running in a vest, I'll Vaseline just under my arm where the vest is, even if it's a vest that never rubs. When I did the 20, I've never had any rubbing. Yeah. And I did on my arm wearing a vest. Yeah. So I'm thinking, mm, yeah, okay. I will try and Vaseline toes and bits like that. That might help. Wear yeah. the socks that you know are good for you. Don't just put yeah. too much emphasis no, on I've the shoes. The socks socks yeah. are important. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, but if there's anything else, you know, just shout. It's, it, it's cool, but send oh, me well, the photos of the now. shoes and I'll have a look. Okay, thank you. It's the Virtual London Marathon podcast special. Good luck to Vanessa taking part in the event this Sunday, along with everybody else that is taking to those 26.2 miles. There's still time to get injured. Bubble wrap yourself, keep yourself in one piece. Very important. Yeah, you got to be careful, because how did, how did, what did Vanessa do? Did she say she was ratted? She went over on her ankle, She was because she was ratted. As ratted? in yeah, as in drunk. That's what I. But you didn't pick. You didn't pick up on it. No, she's. Listen, listen. You went over on your on your ankle, didn't you? It was just a bit rutted, and I just went over on it slightly. I'm fine. You said what rutted. happened to my ankle, <laughs> and she said she was ratted, and you just let her get away with it. Play it again. Because you went over on your on your ankle, didn't you? It was just a bit rutted, and I just went over on it slightly. I'm fine. They're rutted. She's talking about the ground, not rattered. She wasn't drunk. She's one of my runners. I don't say go and get hammered and then go and tackle twenty miles. I just thought that was really casual. She's going, yeah, I was really ratted. I went over on it. And you're going, oh, right, yeah, that's a shame. (laughs) I thought as a running coach, you'd be more judgmental of someone being ratted and then going over on their ankle. You damn fool. I hope everybody else doesn't get that impression. Although, actually, I might get more business that way. If you think, right, he's going to supply us with alcohol. Where do I sign? Running with Jake, the podcast. Your weekly dose of running motivation. Out every Wednesday. Never miss an episode by subscribing now. This is the part of the show where we take one of your questions every episode and help you to get the most out of running. It's hashtag Ask Jake. Now, Pete, this is the London Marathon special, the virtual London Marathon podcast special, and I think there should be a special ask, hashtag Ask Jake here because uh, we've had quite a few messages in from lots of people asking the same thing. They've been asking me for advice on how to choose an appropriate route for the marathon. Yeah, because that's a lot of mileage, and normally, obviously, a marathon is picked out and, and you're told where to go and it's dead simple. You don't have to think about that, do you? Whereas, and I've not even thought about this because I'm, I'm funnily enough I'm a non-running guy so I'm not doing a virtual marathon but you know you've got to consider uh, even me doing my little 5k's I have to consider uphills and downhills and where I'm going and what I'm doing and and to do that over marathon mileage that's a that's a big old uh, big old asking that 
It's a massive thing, and routes do cause a lot of confusion for people. And now you're in control of your own route. And as you say, there's n- nobody there putting out the, the routes and the cones and the, the barriers. You've got to choose your own route. So here's the thing. The crossroad countdown technique was originally designed to help people break down the golden 20-mile training run as part of the training for a marathon. But actually, it lends itself really nicely to the full distance of running a virtual 26.2 miles. Now, the way it works, you, first of all, choose your starting point so that could be home maybe you want to jump in the car and drive somewhere different wherever you are you pick one direction and you run for five miles in that direction at the five mile point you turn around and you run back to the start so you're back where you started and you've ran 10 miles you then pick another direction this time you come down the mileage so you run four miles out again at the four mile point you turn around and you run four miles back so you've done 18 The next thing you do is pick another direction and you run three miles out and three miles back, again coming down the distance, which gives you 24. And in the fourth and final direction, you run a mere 1.1 miles out and 1.1 miles back, thus giving you the 26.2 magical miles that will mean you have run a marathon. Now, why is this so beneficial? Well, first and foremost, it breaks the distance down. I mean, man, 26 miles is hugely overwhelming, especially if it's your first marathon. Whereas with the crossroad countdown technique, you are never thinking about more than five miles at any one point because at that point, you're turning around and you're coming back. And then each time you're in a different direction, the mileage is coming down. So it really helps you to break down that goal. The other big advantage is you haven't got to carry stuff. So you've not got to be like a pack horse with all your gels and energy gels or bananas or malt loaf, sports beans, whatever you use. If the conditions are looking changeable, you might need a waterproof jacket or you might want to start in a jacket if it's pretty cold. Well, you can leave everything at your starting point and you can switch and change as you feel you need to. You're never more than five miles away from a toilet. How awesome is that? For all marathon runners out there, I'm sure you will be very thankful to hear that. It's always nice to know and comforting that a toilet is never too far away. So that's a massive bonus. And the final thing that I think this can really, really help with is... If you have, let's say, not trained as you hoped to, so maybe you had a bit of an injury, uh, maybe your calf flared up and that caused you to miss some training sessions, or maybe you just had a loss of motivation or you had some work commitments. Well, if training hasn't gone to plan, but you're still really keen on having a go at the marathon, you can test things very safely because you're never, again, more than five miles away from your starting point, which is quite comforting, rather than choosing a 26.2 mile circular route and you could be 13 miles away. So I do think there's lots of benefits to having a go at the Crossroad Countdown technique and implementing this for your marathon endeavours this Sunday. Give it a go. Let me know how you get on. I will, of course, upload the details to remind you of exactly how you do this to the show notes page, which is runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. Yeah, that is actually... I think probably the best advice I've ever heard, ever. Because, you know, earlier I was having a bit of a joke about the virtual DNF bus. But in reality, if you if you are 20 miles away from home and you're absolutely knackered and you can't keep running, what's going to happen then? Do you know what I mean? What's going to happen then? You've got to walk home or something's got to happen. But with this, you don't have that issue. And what's more, I guess, you know, the location that you pick as well, it could be, for example, a McDonald's. And then, you know, if you want to have a little bit of a refuel, and I know you mentioned all that stuff about gels and all that kind of stuff, you can have a burger. You know, have a Big Mac, four out, four back, have a Big Mac. Three out, three back, 
have a have, have some chicken nuggets. You're really selling my crossroad countdown technique, hippie. I really appreciate that. It's a massive help. But you know what? This was actually a really popular method that I put out on my Facebook once, and it just went mad. It was, in fact, it was the most popular post that I've ever put out there, and it was shared like the most. And I know we kind of get caught up in all those metrics on social media in 2020, but it just made me realise just how sometimes the, the most simple of techniques are really beneficial. And it was actually designed originally around a 20 mile run, which is a run where it, people really have to get it into their heads. My gosh, I've got to run 20 miles as part of marathon training. And it was a way of breaking that down. The fact that we've got a virtual marathon now, it lends itself perfectly. If you want to recap on exactly how to implement the Crossroad Countdown, I will upload the strategy to the show notes page, which is runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. This has been your virtual London Marathon podcast special. I hope you've enjoyed it and you've got some awesome tips ready to implement your strategy to tackle those 26.2 miles of your choosing this coming weekend. Go smash it. Can't wait to hear how you get on. Of course, we will be back here next Wednesday, every Wednesday, same time, same place for your weekly dose of running motivation. Oh, and one more thing. There is no such thing as a free ride. Unless you DNF in a marathon. Yes, I'm talking from experience. And on next week's episode of Running With Jake. My second cousin, he's in America. This is actually really hard to say, frankly, but um, he was uh, wrongly convicted of murdering his own mother when he was 16 in 1989. Uh, He served 20 years in prison, uh, was released in 2009, and only last year he was exonerated. His conviction was overturned because it was based on a uh, coerced uh, false confession uh, by corrupt police officers and a corrupt attorney uh, prosecuting in New York City. Running with Jake, the podcast. Over and out. <laughs>